Welcome to Luton Town International Podcast, special edition uh, number two. And uh, joining me today uh, is Gavin from Hauling um, from uh, over in California. How are you doing, mate? I'm good. How are you? Ah, not too bad. Not too bad. Happy with the weekend results? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Um, I mean, Fleetwood are were a very, very physical team. Uh, they lacked a bit of quality, and I think that's where we where we took over and we had the upper hand, really. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they tried they tried to outmuscle us at the start of the game, um, and it didn't really work. Now did because they they kind of they kind of got a lot of bookings, and then they had to be a bit more careful. And then you know the that that free kick. Um, another really senseless booking there was kind of like just more to break up our rhythm I think but like creating a free kick there was just plain stupid didn't they see the game before at all didn't they run through it at all didn't they do any tactical meetings what the hell honestly I think if they hadn't have fouled Shinny I think he was going to probably go on to score or set up a goal either way so I think they were take. I think they were thinking okay let's stop this and then just try to defend the free kick as best we can Fair enough. Yeah. Oh well, it didn't work. So uh, <laughs> also great goal though. Great, great, great goal. Yeah, Moncur's doing really well for us, and he he certainly knows how to hit a free kick. Um, bit of a little bit of a silly yellow card after after the goal. Uh, oh. would have preferred him go and celebrate with our fans rather than going over and giving the Fleetwood fans some. But uh, yeah. hey, I'm I'm sure he was probably getting some from the Fleetwood fans. Uh, yeah. during the game, and that's probably what led to it. Yeah, that tends to happen, doesn't it? So, uh, yeah, whatever happens with that, uh, it's a booking, silly booking, but yeah, it doesn't really matter in the long run. I think, I think the reset for bookings is getting close, anyways, and I don't think he has that many bookings from before. So, just a mi- mi- minor nuisance, but uh, he'll 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 get there, and uh, he's he's looking like a proper quality signing as well. And it's like um, the last uh, the last. Um, January transfer window, like a great January transfer window signing, I can remember. It's actually I actually looked it up, and that would actually be uh, McNulty was the last one he signed uh, a decent player, like a player that went on to be a very regular um, player in the squad. Big Mac. Yeah. Is he Big still Mac. is he still playing? Yeah, I believe he is still with Tranmere. I believe he's still with Tranmere actually. Yeah. So. Not doing too badly there as well. They they got promoted, so they're in the league two now, I think. He was always he was always a player that kind of divided the opinion of the Luton fans. Um, you kind of, when when we signed him, it was kind of like, what the hell are we doing? We're really buying into this non-league for the next couple of years. And he turned out to be a decent player. I mean, I think some people went overboard with saying how good he was, but he was definitely a decent player, and he definitely helped us out in the in the in the time in the era that we were in at that point. 
Yeah, I, I think he. I think he surprised many players. Actually, uh, sorry, many fans, because you know if, when you see his physique and all that, like you, you think it's going to be a lump of a player with you know long clearances and great headers, and that's going to be it. But you know he had the technique. He had a good, good long shot as well. As you, if you if you remember that goal, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, great great player for us. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, we we also of course have to uh, discuss. Uh, Discuss the curse. <laughs> Apparently, it's still. Um, it, it, it wasn't down to us that we won. It was the fact that Nick was out of the country. Oh right, yeah. Well, he. But he's always out of the country. So yeah. Should we make like? Should we like make a? Should we like make a a, a fund like a Nick whip around abroad fund? Yeah. Yeah, I think we just... should just start a whip around and just keep him out of the country until the end of the season. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Well, I'll say could... that. Say yeah. that results went our way today again. I think only only Sunderland won. Barnsley and yeah, yeah. Portsmouth both dropped points, and then they're both, both either one of them or both of them are going to have to drop points on the weekend. So I mean, yeah, it's getting very very close. Yeah, I'm thinking so too. We actually uh, with uh, with 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 the last game on uh, I think it was yeah. Uh, on the weekend, we actually cleared. We we can't. We can no longer be relegated. So that's always a good thing. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> we're we're getting there. And I I I believe. I firmly believe that if we if we keep if we keep it up the way we're going now, we will definitely we definitely get get uh, get get close to promotion. I'm I'm close to saying that we might get promoted now. It's it's like one of these things as someone who works in retail. The way the way I, I talk about Luton's Luton season is that promotion is in the bag. We're just waiting for the cashier to hand us a receipt and ask us to take the survey. Yeah, oh, I don't know if that's good. just an American thing or not, but no, that's a, that's that's a good, good comparison. Like, I'd, I'd I'd say we're we're pretty much there. I'm pretty much everything's ready to go, and uh, yeah, we we should start buying. Uh, we should start looking at wherever we'll be traveling for next season. Yeah, but yeah, let's let's just keep 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 a cool head cool. You know, you never know when a bad strike of form can come and uh, yeah but it's uh, 13 games left of the season now and um, no real big stumbling blocks for us uh, moving forward as well which which game are you well um, leastly looking forward to would it would it be the Charlton game it's actually Coventry I don't know what it is about Coventry but I just I, I have a funny feeling that they might upset us this weekend yeah, what do you base that on? The, the, I don't know. Just, just, just a good feeling. Um, they're not doing. I, I don't think they're doing too good. Um, but just one of these things where, just a good feeling that, you know, they could really use the points to really push towards that last playoff place, which mm. is slowly starting to slip out or get out of reach. Um, the Charlton game, I think, you know, I think Charlton will make the playoffs, and I think it, it'll be it'll be pretty easy for them to make playoffs. I think Doncaster are the team that everyone's looking to catch right now. Um, and I think for that reason, I think Coventry will be a little bit more of a difficult test than, um, than Charlton. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It could be. I'm not, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, but um, yeah, for me, like looking at the table, I think the Charlton game will probably be the, the the biggest the biggest uh, blocker at the moment, but like we we we're still fine if we pick up a draw here and there, but yeah, we should we should try at least to get 
I'm thinking we should at least look at getting six or seven more wins before we 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 look to be very secure on that um, that promotion spot. I mean, by that point, by the get by the time we play Charlton, the league could be, or at least promotion could be all but all but done. You know, I think Charlton is what our fifth or sixth last game of the season. Yeah, that's actually true. So. Um, yeah, we're looking to play Charlton. I think it's in April. So, um, um, yeah, yeah, Charlton at the 13th of April. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we should be fine. Um, we'll just got to wait and see. It's also during the tough Easter period. Like, with we have Charlton away, then we have Accrington Stanley away, and then we play FC Wimbledon, which would kind of should technically be a easier game than the others but then again they're also fighting against relegation so they actually won uh, won uh, yesterday 4-2 I think it was with a hat-trick from Piggott so yeah we just gotta wait and see but it's, um, one these, it's one of these things where no game is an easy game but at the same oh, point you'd rather have probably the run-in that we have oh, rather yeah, than the run-in that some of the other, te- other teams in the top have yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, but like, if you look at if you look at the problem with the problem with the Charlton game is that we have Accrington Stanley away straight after, and and we haven't really done well playing there, and there is a bit of an animosity between the two clubs there as well. So, so that could actually be two straight defeats going there. Um, yeah, from from like kind of a, if you kind of try to look into a crystal ball at the moment, that's that's where I'm thinking a double-headed defeat could actually come. I think a double-headed defeat could come at any time, but I think, yeah, I think Accrington and, and Charlton could be... That's going to be a dodgy a dodgy couple of games, especially away from home. Um, but the way we're playing, as I said, it, it could be all but wrapped up by then, uh, especially if Portsmouth, Barnsley and Sunderland keep dropping points the way they are. Yeah, absolutely. They, uh, they are looking... Uh... They are looking a bit iffy, and like I would ex- would have expected the Sunderland to do a lot better than they have. You know, uh, Will Grigg is a hell of a player, and spending four million pounds on the player and getting the end result they've been getting so far is not not exactly what you you would be expecting. And speaking of money, that's one thing that's actually actually popped into my mind right before we started this podcast was. I'm going to say if we go up, because I don't want to piss off Nick any more than we already have. But if we went up to the championship, um, none of the board members, I would say, are billionaires. And they've invested a lot of money into the club. But where's that next level of investment going to come from? And I'm sure Gary Sweet's probably thinking about that right now and going, OK, where, what, what can we do? Because if we go up to the championship, the difference in what, in what teams play, pay for players takes a huge jump yeah um i actually think there is uh, at least one money uh, guy on on uh, on the board of directors at the moment uh, david wilkinson is quite affluent from what i can recall uh, maybe some of the listeners can update us on that but uh, i actually think he's quite invested in the club and also has been putting a lot a lot of the money in and you know the board behind 2020 most of them like there are some property developers there are some um finances have had a fair fair, fair bit of luck in their investments so um yeah um 
where that extra bit of money is coming from. Yeah, championship is going to be difficult. There's no doubt about that. But I, as I said, I think I said it last part as well. In the championship, there's kind of like a, there's kind of like two divisions wrapped into one, really. When you look at it, it's like similar to how the Premier League is now with like the first seven teams in the Premier League, and then there's like really a gap of uh, a gap between those seven and the rest of the league. We have. 12 top team in, in the championship tends to be um, a bit further ahead than the bottom 12. So as long as we can you know manage to beat three of the bottom bottom 12 teams, we, we wouldn't have much of a problem avoiding relegation um, without any heavy investment the way I see it. Would you what, what would you think about 2020 selling the club if we went up? Um, I don't think, first of all, I don't think they would because, like, what happens uh, the 13th of March is going to be really important for the club moving forward. And then uh, selling selling the club with those two uh, building permits in the box is probably a, really a bad deal for them. Um, so I don't think they would be looking to sell at that point. They will be more looking at investing the money and probably financing the the the, the build the two buildings, um, so the two build sites, and um, developing those. And um, that's also um, a lot of the board members forte as well. They're you know property developers and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I don't think 2020 like. Next year is 2020, and a lot of people will like saying, think I have been like saying, will will um, the 2020 consortium stop then? And no, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm thinking, I'm thinking if that's going to happen, it's not going to be, it's not going to be next year. It's going to be maybe five or ten years down, down the path when, and and whoever I think 2020, if they should sell to someone, whoever they would sell to, they would make sure that. That the fans' opinion were heard before a decision was made on that. Because it's just thinking, like if if they wanted to push on to the next level and they wanted the club to push on to the next level, would be would it would that be what it takes to do that, or would um do they do they feel like hold on, we 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 power court with Newlands uh, Newlands we can we can we we can do this we as in twenty twenty can do this because if we can fill that stadium and we can start breaking even and we can start putting more money into the club. I mean, I think for the next couple of years, we'll always be, although we haven't made much this season, a selling club. Um, I think we will be for the next couple of seasons, but we can then invest that money uh, smartly and properly back into the team. I mean, I, I don't see any reason. I, I know I'm probably getting a little, little bit ahead of myself here, but I don't see any reason why we can't push on. Former during the Premier League, for crying out loud. Yeah, um, well, with Bournemouth situation, I like, uh, yeah, I mean, getting to the Premier League itself is like it's it's like an eighty to hundred million pound deal, uh, just in the sponsorship money and the TV money you get for getting into the Premier League. Uh, but then again, there's also a few very savvy business people uh, running the clubs up in Premier League who. Um, who we would probably have to both learn from and also try to beat and become better than uh, before we could we could be able to um, to take that final step. So I think personally, I, I'm not saying we should not 
try to get promoted because you know it's always important for a club to develop it's always important for a club to to move forward and stuff but i think like we have had two direct promotions now one from league two and if we go up to to championship like two 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 promotions in a row and they you will probably find by that time that uh, we're kind of hitting hitting a bit of a ceiling, and we have to raise that ceiling before we can start looking at moving uh, moving up into the Premier League. So, from a like more a logical or logistical point of view, I think I think a mid mid table championship, higher top table championship uh, club is what Luton would be with the new stadium. And do you think that's as far as we can go? No, like would would you, would you be happy would you be happy in 10 years time in 10 years time but we're sitting here talking would you be happy that Luton Town are would are still a mid-table championship club well me personally I I abhor everything Premier League stands for so unless Premier League does dramatic changes to how they uh, operate and how they they do things um, I wouldn't actually want to be in Premier League because I think it's a hor- hor- horrible league to be in. It's like there's no real talent development, and most of the players that get developed at those clubs have been bought from lower league clubs and have been like on loan three billion, three billion with three billion clubs before they actually manage to break into the team. So um, for me, like the the, the whole the whole. Um, the whole level of football and the whole dimension of football changes with coming into the Premier League. So, well, for me personally, I, I wouldn't mind sitting sitting in the Championship for a while, and 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 and, and maybe sniff on on promotion and playoffs and stuff like that up to the league, and maybe get a get a few cup runs as well. So, it's well, a I, it's a it's a tough cookie. Well, I agree with everything you just said about the Premier League and how lopsided it is. I still want to test myself. I would still want to be in that league just to see, even if it meant we went up and went straight back down, just to see where we're at, just to see, okay, what do we need to push forward on? Because as much as people hate the Premier League and, and, and as you said, don't want, you would be fine if we weren't there. That's the best league in England. And that's the league, that's, they're the teams that you want to be testing yourself against. And I mean, shit, if fucking Leicester can win the Premier League, anything can happen, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, anything can happen, but yeah, it, it does require it does require major investment, uh, and it does probably require um, a bit higher investment than than we got at the moment, as you've been saying. But also, a thing that you kind of got to look at as well um, is the fact that the sta- even the stadium at Power Court, with its possibility of development. Up to twenty-two and a half thousand, I think. I think the, they have set us a top limit at the current setup at Power Court. Um, we're not sure how we're going to continue develop that site into into a bigger stadium if we if we would require that for growth in attendance and maybe Premier League standards. So um, yeah, we might 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 actually find that we. If we go to the Premier League and maybe get get a few seasons there, we might actually find that we are actually outgrowing uh, Power Court and would actually need a bigger stadium. Very true. So yeah, but yeah, it's it's a this is a bit more you know it's a bit hard to like put the crystal ball 
put put the crystal ball into action and start trying to look into the future at the moment. I think I think at the moment, you know, the the biggest thing that happens with the club for the last fifty, I mean, even yeah, maybe even for the last hundred years, will happen um, the thirteenth of March with the building permission being granted or rejected. So um, yeah, it's going to be really exciting March. You just know that Nick's, if Nick's listening to this, he's sitting there pulling whatever remaining hair he has left out of his head. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's uh, that's not a bad thing either, really, if you look at it that way. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, commentary on the weekend. What's your prediction for that? As I said, a, a good feeling tells me that something bad is going to happen. Um, but... I, if you're asking me to make a prediction, I'm gonna go one one. One all, yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think we'll we'll get something out of it, but um I don't know, it's I just have this bad feeling about Coventry. There's a lot of insecurity around Coventry as well on, on the ownership side with with the stadium issues they've been having because that they they are a very good example for what we definitely don't want to be. Yep. With uh with the ownership split that happened there and and the former owners taking the stadium with them and under tucking tucking it on under their arm and pretty much walking away from the club. So uh, yeah, I I actually think that the deal for the lease on the stadium expires at the end of the year for Coventry. So they will technically be without a ground at the end of the year. So they actually might get relegated several divisions and stuff like that. And and all that type of insecurity around the club is also. Uh, starting to affect the results as well, so I think that that like as tragic as that is, that that is something we actually might, might see as something that we can put to our advantage. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of turmoil there, and everyone remembers when we were going through turmoil, how difficult it was. Um, you want to you want to see the club, especially a, t- a team like Coventry, come through it. Uh, but at the end of the day, if we can take advantage of that on the weekend and get three points, and that's what matters to us. Yeah, in the end, three points is what matters and what's important for us. So, um, yeah, let's let's uh, hope for that. So, um, do you think there are going to be any major changes at uh, for the lineup, or are you going to start unchanged? I would start unchanged as long as everyone is healthy. I know um, Moncur took a knock and Shinny took a couple of a couple of knocks against a very physical Fleetwood team. Um, but if everyone's fit, I'd probably go with the same team again. Uh, I would like to see us create more chances uh, against Coventry. And I don't know whether it was the way Fleetwood set up or not, but counting counting the two goals, I can only think of three really good chances that we had. Um, obviously, Moncur's free kick, Pelly's, um, <laughs> Pelly's goal, and uh, the, the, the Elliot Lee chance. That, that was it. Although we played some nice football and, uh, and definitely had the had the better skilled players out there than Fleetwood. Um, I, I, I would like to see us create a little, a little bit more. Yeah, it's a good point. And um, yeah, let's uh, continue seeing what's happening and let's continue uh, continue uh, hoping that the, the lineup and Mick, Mick will continue finding that magical, that magical potion or whatever he's using to, uh, to enable us to, to play so well. So um... I, I I just feel a, a few of the players against Fleetwood. Um, I was reading Luton News's uh, player reviews and they gave man of the match to uh, McCormick, 
which I don't agree with at all. I thought our man of the match was Shinny. I thought every time he got on the ball and every time he touched the ball, he caused Fleetwood problems. Um, don't get me wrong, I, I know why they probably gave it to McCormick because he broke everything up when, when Fleetwood were trying to go forward. But I think the little bits of quality that we did have came through Shinny. Uh, he was fouled for the free kick. He was involved in the build-up to Pelly's goal, which uh, if, you, if you get a chance, watch on slow-mo. Because I, I was sitting, I was sitting, when I was watching, I was kind of like, I, I don't understand how that went in. So I went back and I watched it today on slow-mo. And just watched the way the ball moved right at the last second. And I think that's what caught the keeper off. And it was just, I, I don't know if he meant to do it or what, but no, knowing Pelly for the last couple of years, I would say it was totally by accident. Yeah, well, that's that's how Pelly works. We, um, I, I personally think that his his running and his his movement uh, at the midfield created a lot of problems for Fleetwood as well. They they were struggling to break through our midfield, and and that was one of the key points of why we we managed to to keep them under control. Um, and also when they scored and got the goal, um, we actually managed to to keep keep it contained. Um, it was kind of ironic, though, <laughs> in my opinion. Like everyone's been saying that poor Alan Sheen hasn't gotten any chances, and he was brought on to uh, secure the win and secure everything. And then uh, Fleet would actually go ahead and score with him on the pitch. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think you blame Alan Sheen. Um, I think Fleetwood. That was the. I was actually really surprised by Fleetwood. I thought like I was expecting a. Especially when I looked at her side, I was expecting very much a lump the ball forward to Evans and try get something off that. Uh, especially in the first half, they didn't do that. They tried to play football, and it, it like I was just thinking while I was watching the game, I would take watching this over watching us beat Wickham any day of the week because at least these guys are trying to play football. You know, yes, they were very very physical. Uh, that was that was because they didn't have the skill and the technique that Luton had. Um, but I mean, uh, as far as the way they played, they got the ball down. And they tried to pass it around a lot more than I expect them to. Yeah, and I don't know where I don't know where Joey Barton is getting the outplayed but, uh, from. Uh, apparently, <laughs> he said we were arguably the better side. Uh, I think Joey's in a world of his own, or either that or he's looking at the, the match stats, because if you look at the match stats, you would think that they had more shots, more shots on target, you know, you would probably think, oh, we had better this game, but none none of their chances until the goal really, really um, worried us in any way, shape or form, but then again, as I said, we didn't really create many chances either, you know, we didn't have any chances that I, until Elliot Lee, um, we didn't have any chances outside the goals that I thought Jesus, we really should have scored that. I hope that doesn't come back to haunt us. Ah, oh, yeah. But it was a great goal by Roderick as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, the ball came to him. I mean, I think it's James making the overlap on the left-hand side of him. He, he, he could have easily just pushed it out and looked for, the, looked for the ball into the box. And, you know, when you have strikers like Hilton or Collins. But, I mean, Pelly, Pelly is the type of player that I don't think um, ever lacks confidence. Um... And he, he thought, sure, screw, I'm just going to hit it. And the keepers made a, a fumble on it because I think it moved at the last minute. And it's gone into the back of the net. Yeah, can't, can't, can't complain about that, can we? <laughs> we'll take any goals we can get as long as they go in. Exactly, that's it. All right, I think that concludes our podcast for today. Um, 
we'll put this out on the web for you guys to listen to and uh, appreciate any feedback and stuff like that. And moving forward, we'll start bringing in more people into the podcast, hopefully, and we'll also uh, we'll also take a few uh, listener questions and stuff like that. So um, with that, I, I do think- I do just want to say before we go. Um, I know Nick was saying it was on iTunes, but it was really, really difficult to find for any of you guys that listen on iTunes. It was, I understand, it was really difficult to find on iTunes. But <laughs> the way we're uploading it now, it should be a lot easier to find on iTunes. So if you do listen from iTunes, you do subscribe from iTunes, make sure to leave us a comment and rate the podcast. Exactly. Good, good, good man. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think pu- putting it in on a midget porn is probably a bad idea for uh, for, for iTunes, man. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, until next time, uh, Gavin, have a good one. You too.